Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Delving deeper into the monastery, Malcius sought time to recover and plot against you. Even though you spent some time healing as well, he was still your primary target. Your pursuit led you to the lab where Malcius and others crafted the grim pendants from Darwin's flesh. Floating in a tube, you found what remains of Darwin's leg. The toes, along with several chunks of flesh, have already been removed. More noticeably, the fibula and tibia had been carved free, their whereabouts unknown. Despite that, Darfin still reclaimed his leg and used a chair leg in the flesh to take the place of the bone. With this added support, his leg can follow him around once again. The search for Malcius continued in an adjacent shrine room. It was a simple stone room with a prayer pedestal on one end. Hanging from the ceiling were numerous chains each with a different religious emblem on the end. The shrine seemed empty. That was only because Malcius was invisible. He used this advantage to attack and attempt to lock you in the shrine. However, his getaway did not go as planned. Thanks to a newly realized ability from Corum, Darwin was able to use his grim manipulation to pin Malcius to the door. Malcius attempted to put up a fight but he was at the mercy of your combined forces. Although it was Darwin who held him in place, it was Cyril who delivered the killing blow, leaving Darwin free to claim the pendants that were previously within Malcius, along with a magical pair of gloves. Deciding not to leave anything to chance, you picked up the trail of General Nils and his way of obligate mortality crew. Moving upstairs, you discovered a casket room. At first, it was only the number of caskets that seemed out of place. Investigating the contents, the situation took a turn for the worse. The very first one you opened revealed an armless vestige of an unknown human. Whatever is going on here, the looming tomb is involved. Just as you try to continue on, Cabot, 
a half-giant with the arm of a copper dragon bursts into the room. He wastes no time with words, firing an eldritch blast of three spectral feet at Darwin. All right, Darwin. That's a 12. Nope. A 26. Yes. And a critical hit. Well, yes, that'll hit too. Can I try and use these gloves? You certainly may. How does that work if there's two attacks, though? It means you can only try to deflect one of them. Got you. So your new gloves, gloves of deflect magic, allow you to attempt to hurl these back. I must make a deck save. Yes, when you're hit by a ranged spell attack, you can spend a key point and attempt to deflect it. So yeah, make that dex save. Okay. Ooh, it's a 15. I'm sorry, Darwin. The valiant effort. New gloves. You hadn't used them yet. Yeah. You reach a hand out, and you're just going to take one of these Eldritch Blasts right to the hand. It's like one of... Uh, I don't know if you've ever played baseball, but you ever catch a ball in a glove that gets thrown way too hard and just Oh, yeah, and you don't catch it in the webbing? Mm-hmm, just right in the palm. Got you. It's gonna be like that. Anywho. You're gonna take some damage. I need 3d10. Because of the crit. So, Darwin, between these two attacks, you're taking 17 force damage. Okay. However, since you're hit by two blasts, that's going to trigger the repelling blast feature twice which for each of those pushes you backwards 10 feet. So you get blasted with two of your own spectral feet, just boosh, once in the hand and once in the chest, and you end up getting pushed 20 feet back down this casket room. Okay. Just opening up the space a little bit. Everybody, roll initiative. Finnegan. 13. 13. Nice. Darvin. 22. Ooh, fast. Arnis. I rolled a gentleman's six. The bottom of the order. Yep. Okay. So Cabot bursts in. Bam, bam. Knocks Darvin around. Darvin, what do you want to do? I want to run back up, because it's only 20 feet, right? Yeah, it's only 20 feet. Cool. And attack this jerk. Go ahead and attack him. Okay, first attack, leg sword, 28. God. Yeah, that hurts. For 13. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to throw a punch. You get two weapon attacks, remember. Oh, I forgot I got two weapon attacks. It's been a while. Sorry. It's been a while. but yeah. I forgot. Okay, second weapon attack. Thank you. Ooh. But that's a 14. Okay, that's not going to hit. Puts that dragon arm in the way, and your sword just clangs off. Okay, now a punch. All right. Oh, and that's a crit fail. Oof, oof, oof. That hand is still stinging from the Eldritch Blast. Just can't hit hard enough. Not, not right now. Maybe next round. Brutal. Cabot is pretty pleased at that exchange. But Finnegan, you're up next. Long room, caskets lining either side. Like a long aisle of caskets. Cool. 
going to keep it simple here. I'm going to go cantrip style. Mm -hmm. This range, going to throw a ray of frost at the boy. At the Yeah, boy, right? It's a guy. Yeah, Cabot's a guy. Not a child, a but... Senor. 14 to hit. That's not going to hit. Darwin just rolled a 14 as well. Okay. And then I will send Cyril off towards him. Okay. Just a reminder, you're not on the ground floor anymore, so tunneling, not really an option here. Yeah, that's fine. Just in case... She doesn't need to. She can just run up there. Right. And she's going to tail whip the boy. And since Darwin's already up there, she's going to do it with advantage. Bring it. You'll love to see it. It's a crit. Woohoo. That's two D8s plus four. Oh, that's 14 damage on the first one. That's pretty respectable. And since we're hot here, we're going to keep these two same dice rolling. 22 to hit on the second one. Um, That hits as well. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Six bludgeoning damage on that one. Okay. And that's our turn. Okay. Seal rushes up. A couple of good smacks on Cabot. He's still standing. Not really all that phased from it. And then it's Cabot's turn. Hmm. So, first thing Cabot's going to do. going to do two things here. First, he's going to cast a spell. It's going to be... Oh, yeah, it's the... Uh, it's his half-giant hand that's been doing the spell stuff so far. Saving that dragon arm for just hitting folks. Takes his hand. Clenches his fist. Points the palm down towards the ground and then just turns the hand upwards and lifts it up. And as he does so, tendrils of dark energy are going to begin emerging from the ground around him. I'm going to try and confiscate that casting. Okay. I need to make an arcana check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is on you to not hurt yourself. It's 18 on the die with my plus 10. That's 28. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm, I mean, it's going to work. I just need to double check. <laughs> It's against their uh, spell save DC. Yeah. He does not have a 29 spell save DC. Not this guy. So these dark tendrils begin to emerge, and then they very quickly all just kind of evaporate into the air and swirl into Finnegan's ring. Finnegan, the, the name of this spell, at least for now anyways, is Arms of Hadar at a first level casting. And the... Save DC is 18. So that did not go off the way he wanted it to. Cabot is a little dismayed, but is going to take it in stride and is going to use this opportunity to smack Darvin with his copper dragon arm. Oh boy. Hey, Darvin. That's yeah. a 25 sound. Fuck. Yeah, that'll hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a very strong hand you're getting hit with. Eh, Rolled all right. It's going to be 11 slashing damage as the claws from this dragon arm scrape across you. Okay, down to 62. Mm -hmm. Cabot looks at you, Darvin, your blood dripping from the dragon claw, and he says, If you come with me, your friends can leave unharmed. Is he expecting a response? Yeah. If you want to give one. I'm going to glance at my friends, like, 
Do you want me to go with him? I will. You could be unharmed. It's cool. Hell no. Then I'm like, sorry, you heard them. They're lost then. Arnis, it's your turn. Me? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Bottom of the Order. I would like to cast an Eldritch Blast for an Eldritch Blast. Go for it. What does your Eldritch Blast look like? Oh, that's a good question. Also Darwin's feet. Just raising <laughs> all the questions. <laughs> 100% not Darwin's feet. Not anybody's feet. Thank you very much. That's going to be my next question. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no feet here. I don't know. I just, I always imagine like if it, if it has a look like all of my stuff either just kind of looks like sound waves, right? Like you would imagine a sound wave to look because, right, it all comes from mm -hmm. music, right? Okay. Oh, dear. So one of those is a 29. Oh, and another one of them is a 29. And then the third one is an 18. They all hit. Ooh. <coughs> oh, that is ugh, terribly average. It's okay. 11, 18 total. 18 total. All right. That drops him down to... And your Eldritch Blasts don't even push him around. They hurt. He flinches a bit, but he stands firm. Anything else, Arnis? Nope, that's it. Okay. Darwin, it's your turn. Attack, attack. Your funeral. Apparently. <laughs> First attack, leg sword. Oh, I got a 27. Ooh, very nice leg sword. Okay, so that's 12 damage. Mm-hmm. Second leg sword is a 18. I hope that hits. Nice. For 14. Okay. And I'm going to spend a key point to throw two punches because I'm mad now. Oh, now you're mad? What made now you mad? mad? Missing twice last time. Oh, uh, okay. And getting hit a bunch. So it's not really his fault that you're mad. That's good to know. No, it's more rolls. Okay. Except for, you know, he was the one hitting you around, so I guess that counts. Yeah, Anyways. and dodging my blows, like a jerk. Mm -hmm. Okay, first punch is a 22. Oh, that hits. Ooh, 13 damage. Mm. I rolled max. That is and strong. Second punch, it's a 19. That also hits. Nice. Four. Oh, this time minimum. Six damage. And a nice average there. One extreme to the other. Yeah, you just spent four attacks beating the crap out of Cabot. There's a gash along the dragon arm now, bleeding. Slash across his chest, a couple of bruises on his other arm. It's not looking so great anymore. <laughs> Perhaps him asking for your surrender was ambitious. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Finnegan, to your turn. Cabot's not looking so great. Seeing that Cyril's right there, I'm going to channel a shocking grasp from me through her. Ooh. Uh, you know, we've described this as a couple of different ways, like the lightning kind of coming out of her mouth. I think since she so successfully whacked him last, last time, I think she just kind of maybe shoulder checks him a little. And it doesn't mm -hmm. even have to hit him because that static just kind of jumps from her to him. And let's okay. roll it and see if it works. Let's find out what happens, yeah. It's another crit. I'm on fire. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah, that hits. It's a critical hit. <laughs> That's a 6d8. Oh, wait Damn. here. 35 damage. Hmm. 35, you say? One moment. Because I had to double check the initial DC for the Grim Pendants. Because Cabot doesn't want to die or get knocked out. I don't know. Is Cyril going for killing? Well, I mean, it's a spell, so you can't pull that back. Oh, that's right. That's a um, spell. Cool. He's going to try to not die. Makes the first one just fine. And as a reaction, he gets shocked in the leg and it just travels all over him. Nearly drops him. He reaches out his hand just right into Cyril's face. And he's going to hellish rebuke. I'm going to steal that reaction with my reaction. We'll see about that. <laughs> that's a 17 on the die. So with my God 10, it's 27. Yeah, yeah. On fire tonight, y'all. I know that spell. It's like I see him coming with it. I'm like, no. <laughs> I rebuke your rebuke. <laughs> but yeah, it's still just a first level spell. He's not up casting any of this stuff. You know how warlocks be. And that's, that works on the saving throw. So that's also the same spell save DC. Still 18. Who? Okay. Well, he's woozy. <laughs> that was my turn. Uh-huh. Cyril's going to whack him with his, her tail now. Mm-hmm. He's out of reactions, so it's not like he can do that again. 18 on the die plus her nine is going to be 27, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, now I get to ask if Cyril wants to kill him. Mm, Cyril doesn't typically pull her tail whips. Okay. So she's not going to do that here. Let me roll. See if he, see if Grim Pendant does its magic again. Oh, look who crit on his saving throw. Mm, mm. Then when he wobbles and doesn't go down, she whacks again. And that's a 19 on the die. Yay. All right. DC has gone up by two at this point. He's still making it. He's still making it. I mean, just barely this time. It was only an 18 total. Right now the DC is 17, so now it's 18. (laughs) And that's our turn. All right, cool. It is his turn, and he is in a shitty spot. I'm trying to see if he has any magic that might help him get out of here. Hmm. You know what? I think he's going to be the cocky one. We'll save the smart ones for later. He's going to be the cocky one. Besides, this this isn't about him. This is about a bigger picture. Had Darwin played along, it would have gone much easier. Is Darwin's compliance necessary? Who's to say? And he's feeling a little protected right now, thanks to his grim pendant. That's three straight attacks. Nothing bad has happened. But he's not a fan of serials right now. So rather than do anything... Warlocky. He's going to turn his dragon arm against Cyril. He's going to start smacking her. How many attacks does he have at this level? Because he is multi-class, just in case you were curious. Extra attack comes at fifth level, so yeah. All right. Hey, Cyril. Mm-hmm. Let's get you a couple of dragon arm attacks. I'm going to roll both of those at once. An 11. We'll miss. And a 21 to hit. Well, that will hit. Okay. 
That's 11 slashing damage for Cyril. And then he's going to try an unarmed attack. And he's just going to kick Cyril. Hmm. A 24 to hit. That'll obviously hit. Mm-hmm. For 10 bludgeoning damage. Just kicks her right in the shoulder. How's Cyril doing? He's down 21 points. Okay. That's not bad. Cyril's got like over 100 to start with, right? 134. Whoo. Before the end of his turn, Darwin Cabot turns to you and he says, it would be better for your friends if you came peacefully. They don't have to hurt you. They can just keep hurting the people you're with. Hmm. And then Arnis, it's your turn. Unless anybody has a better idea, I'm just going to Eldritch Blast him again. No better ideas here. Ooh, okay, that's a 17. Oh yeah, that'll hit. Okay, then the 27 will also hit. Mm-hmm. And 15? No. Only two. Didn't think so. Two of three. 12. Okay. Well, currently he's got... He rolled a 10 and a 2. Currently he has one hit point. It is only the Grim Pendant keeping him alive, so let's see if that happens again. Oh no, the first one he immediately fails. <laughs> Noise. So the first one... He just starts swaying, his eyes start rolling back in his head, and then the second one hits, and he collapses in a heap. Nice. I don't know if you'll let me do this on the same turn, but I want to I wanna take the pendant off his neck. But that, that would be a full action, right? Um, he's dead. There's no more turns. We're out of initiative now. Oh, then I want to take, take the pendant. <laughs> Did I say last time that you could see the pendant around his neck? I'm just asking. No. Or is this an assumption? I, it's, okay. I'm making an assumption. I am making an assumption. I can't remember. Because that tends to be where people wear them. So I, like, I made the assumption. I can't remember either. So for this one, yes, he's wearing it around his neck. You can take that off him. And just walk right up to him. Sweet. Snap the little Very chain. Well, Arnis is doing that, Finnegan's going to go over to Cyril and give her some pats. Because she did good in that fight. Oh, she did good. She took some damage, but she did some she's pets. doing all right. Can we also search his body and see if he has anything else on him? Yes, please. Like, I don't know. I'm looking for like keys to doors we might encounter, a map of the place. I don't know what he's going to have on him. Fucking anything, man. Well, he's not going to have a map to the place. He's been working slash living here for some time. So I don't think a map's going to be in the cards here. But let's see. You're going to find some, some money on him. Let's start there. Noise. I'll write it down. Cabot, not a wealthy guy. Seven silver, <laughs> three copper. But, you know, perfectly good. Like, he's not poor, but... Spendable. There, I don't think you're going to be finding too many folks with gold on them here. He's got that copper dragon arm, which upon closer inspection was, yes, definitely surgically attached. This is not a natural arm. This is not his. Obviously, Finnegan, I think you would know better than anyone, obviously not from a fully grown dragon. Mm -hmm. Probably like a young copper dragon. But still. Mm, mm, mm. Um, let's see. Anything useful? Let's do this. Hey, high or low? I'm just going to roll a d20 real fast and we'll see if you get something more useful. Oh, hi this time. I'm, I'm well, on fire time. tonight. Yeah, but am I on fire tonight? That's a three on the die. Oof. Too bad. You may be on fire, but my dice are not. Go through his pockets. 
do want to give you something, but it's not going to be great. It's going to be... Here we go. Going to go with Mysterious. Do you remember the overlapping diamond image that I told you about last time? Vaguely, yes. Two red diamonds overlapping. I, I don't know how to describe diamonds in terms of orientation, but basically with like their bottom points each overlapping the top points of the other, creating a little hexagon shape, but with two sides missing. Got it. He has a piece of paper with that symbol drawn on it, and on each of the corners, each of the six corners, he or someone else has come through and circled it as if, you know, verifying like this one's good, this one's good, this one's good, this one's good, this one's good. And in the center, there's just an X drawn. Okay, I'm going to try and understand that and visualize it. Sure. Well, let me, can I, yeah, I can copy a link to this message from last time. Got it. So there's an X in the center. Yeah, there's like someone drew with a pen, you know, a little ink, just the X in the center, and then each of the six corners have been circled. Got it, okay. X in the center. I think this is the same symbol that was on those gloves, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On Darwin's gloves, on the palms, that's with golden thread instead of a red line, but on this piece of paper you have, it's red. Got it. So it is connected at least somehow to something here in the church, the monastery. Anything else folks want to do in here? What else? So is there anything else in this room that is worth looking into, people? Dozens of caskets. Do some grave robbing. I'm not about grave robbing you. Nah, could be fun. Anybody who wants to grave rob certainly may. No, I probably have some feelings about that, too. <laughs> I want to say it's all good, but it's probably not. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you made quick work of Cabot. Got some change off him. Got a weird note with that overlapping diamond symbol on it. That symbol does match the symbol on the palms of Darwin's new gloves. What do you want to do? I think we're going through the door. Sounds good. All right. Continuing your travels through the monastery. You pass through some hallways, you pass through a small dining room, and you continue to move upwards. On this next floor, the top floor, you pass through some rooms that Darwin, I don't think you saw in your previous monastery. Whether you just never paid attention or whether your monastery just didn't have them, hard to say for sure. This is a very wide room, but not very long. It seems to reach almost to the opposite walls of the monastery. And along the walls, there are these circular, I don't want to say portholes, but like they are doors, but they don't have handles on them really, except for like a ring in the center. Um, They're made of wood, but the center is reinforced by metal. And there's probably three on either side of the room and about eight feet around. Uh, And they're all closed, of course, but it's not something that you've seen before in your monastery. For one reason or another. What else is in this room? Ah, what else is in this room? There are some tools that you have seen before, though. Although the makeup of this room, Darwin, is different, some of the tools are very familiar. This is a room where bodies get prepared. A lot of times, if people just die, natural causes, you know, in their sleep, um, hit in the head very hard, but not skull crushed. You know, if things don't need to be done to the body, they don't come up here. But if there are visible wounds and they need to close up those before, they, before the burial, before a funeral is, uh, 
before a ceremony, depending on the rites that that person would have followed. Bodies would get brought up here for preparation. It's like, a, oh man, an undertaker's room. There, yeah, yeah. But a specialized undertaker in this case. Mm-hmm. Able to do work on a wide array of different types of bodies. Probably not every single creature in the world. But, you know, if there was somebody who's like, I want to be on display when I die. I want everybody to see my body one last time before whatever happens to it. You know, they'll dress it, powder it, fix up any wounds. Or if perhaps there's someone who's like, okay, cool, when I die, make sure you get all of these special religious symbols painted on me. That would happen up here. Creepy. A little bit. There are some tables. There's definitely some stained blood, but for the most part, people are good at cleaning up this space afterwards. It's not meant to look like a torture room. This is a workspace. And as such, people try to keep it relatively clean. And on one of the tables, there is a fresher dead body, probably within the last couple of days. And this is a rather large tiger. It's had one of its legs removed. You said tiger, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's hard to tell what killed it, not the removal of the leg. There's not that much blood all around. But it looks otherwise healthy at first glance. Anything people want to do in this room? Is it normal for animals to be in these rooms? It is very abnormal. The only time monasteries would really treat animals is if they were special to the departed. Like someone's pet, okay. Someone's pet or companion who either happened to die in the same incident or who died and they're like, hey, can you, you know, prep them? I'm going to give them a special, you know, ranger's burial or something. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it is very rare. People want to do anything in this room or should we move on? I think we can live. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of following Darwin's lead on this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to do anything here. Okay. You open up into the next room. This is a room where lots of things like formaldehyde would be kept. A lot of the equipment that might be used in that previous room for either preserving or detailing bodies before their final rest. So there are also things like bone saws, large hooks and curved blades that are more suitable for surgery on the deceased as opposed to the living. There are jars of chemicals. There are some preserved body parts. In those jars, it's purely for like scientific research, like, hey, what does the inside of an eyeball look like or something? But more importantly than that, there's a couple of folks in here who are not exactly surprised by your appearance. This is two more people from General Nils's crew, two more from the way of obligate mortality. This is Seftina. She's a human. She has a tiger leg. Very short foreshadowing there. Boom, but boom. Mm. And she is holding one of those surgical weapons. It's a short handle, a foot and a half to two feet long, and then a large saw portion on the end, clearly for cutting through big bones. The tiger leg, no pants on that side. But the other side, normal human leg, got pants on. Pretty tight leather vest, braided hair. The other, Pusilla. She's a half-elf. She is wearing a cloak, and she's carrying a hooked blade, like to use to perform a Y incision or something. Just big, powerful, good for slicing through flesh. Got it. They see you enter in. Pusilla's going to be the one to talk. And she's kind of rotating this hooked blade in her hand. 
how's Cabot doing? Just guessing not all that great since you're here. And all standing, of course. He's doing better. I showed him Coram's Grace. Hmm. Well, that's good. Coram's Grace is for everyone, after all. Oh, everyone but you, apparently. Oh, for us eventually. Who believe that you can bastardize parts of another man's body to try and live longer than you should? You don't see the hypocrisy in how you live your lives, do you? Corm's grace will find us, I have no doubt. Aye, aye, aye. Keep telling yourself all your lies. Step aside or die. <laughs> no, they're obligate mortality. I think it's just die, isn't it? Unless we can talk <laughs> out of it. You can try, but Finnegan just made a pretty bold threat there. True. So unless somebody wants to talk him down, they are uh, <clears throat> ready to cut things short in this negotiation. No, that's fine. Step or side or die. Okay. Sounds fair. I mean, they'll respond first, and then if anybody wants to back down, that's fine. But if not, we'll be rolling some initiative here real short. Uh, step aside or die. Um, what's Pusilla going to say? She'll semi-ignore Finnegan's threat there. Darvin, if you just come with us, your friend can have everything that he wants. What do you want from me? We want you. Why? You're special, Darwin. You are connected to Corum in a way that nobody else is. Oh, Darwin, I think when they say they want you, they don't mean you as in a living person. They want more parts of your body. Right. It's always that, of course. Darwin, if you come with us, then everyone who deserves Corum's grace will have it. Including us, I have no doubt. You're the only ones who deserve it right now. Well... She kind of does that thing where he tosses up the weapon and it spins just along its axis. We tried. Hmm. Roll initiative. <sighs> this one from friendly to violent real fast, didn't it? It wasn't that friendly. No, it wasn't. About as friendly as the Cold War. Okay, what do I, I got an 11. Darwin gets an 11. Arnis, what about you? I rolled a gentleman's five. Oof. Down from a six last time. Finnegan? Yeah, I crit. I crit failed. I got the magic number. Three. <laughs> Three. Oh my gosh. Ooh, just all the wind out of the sails after the last fight, huh? Yeah. Well, Darwin, with an 11, you're going first. I did so well. You did? They also got an 11, but your, your dex is higher, so you're a step ahead. Oh, like I go first first? You go first first. Nice. Okay, cool. In that case, I'm just going to attack. All right. Uh, we've got Pusilla and Seftina. Pusilla's the one who's been talking to you. She has that hooked blade. Seftina has that saw blade. Hmm. Okay, yeah, let's go after the one I've been talking to. I like them the least. Okay. So first attack, leg sword. Uh, 17. That hits. Nice. For 10 damage. Howie. I didn't roll super well. Okay. Second leg sword, also 17. Still gonna hit. Nice. Little more damage, but that's 16. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's good. I'm gonna spend a key point so I can throw two punches. Mm-hmm. First punch is 13. That's not gonna hit. Second punch is a 24. Oh, that'll definitely hit. Cool. Ooh, for minimum six damage. Okay. 
And that's it. You get a couple of good swipes in with your leg sword. You get a decent punch in, but one of those is going to miss. And she's going to use that opportunity to make a reaction. She's got a special ability called Retaliating Strike. One of the creature within five feet uh, actually hits or misses. So it's still going to trigger off the miss here. They're going to make an unarmed strike against you. So when that punch goes wide, they're going to come in with the punch just like right under the arm on the side of the ribs. That's going to be a 21 to hit, Darvin. Oof, yes. Eight bludgeoning damage. Just a quick jab in the side of the ribs. Got it. Okay. Pusilla hurt, but says, Darvin, Cormsway does not have to be violent like this. And then she's going to try to hit you. She's going to swing this curved blade at you first. Two attacks with it. Hmm. Does a 17 hit? Yes. So the 22 will also hit. Yes. Okay. You can tell with each swing of this, she's trying to take a chunk off you. She really like that. Just more bits of Darwin. It's not going to happen this time, but these aren't just trying to gouge you. It's like, let's take off a finger. Let's take off a hand. Yikes. This is going to be a total of... 17 slashing damage. Yikes. I'm almost dead. Oof, that's, that's not good, because she also has an unarmed attack here. And you're going to see something cool. Um, hey, Darvin, is your leg still just, like, chilling by the door? Yeah. Just, just making sure I, can, I got placement here. So Pusilla makes these two quick strikes with this hooked blade. And then you see a flash of movement from under her cloak as a scorpion tail whips out. And it's just going to try to stab into you. Oh, it's a two on the die. I was definitely going to miss. But that's no longer a secret. Body modifications are cool, but that doesn't mean they're always going to hit. Okay. And then Seftine is going to charge forward. Um, do they just want to try to capture Darwin? That sounds like a great plan, actually. Crap. Would love it if she had some sort of way to stun you. I don't think so, though. No. But she is going to come up on the other side of you and take a swing at you with this saw. I hope it misses because this will gash in a painful way. There's an 11 hit. No. How about that 17 again? Yes. Okay. That's going to be 11 slashing damage, but it's, it's a messy slash. Yikes. How are you doing health-wise, buddy? 26. She says, Darvin, you should just come with us. And then she's going to try to kick you with her tiger leg. That's a 23. Ouch. Yes. Yeah. For eight slashing, this is a much cleaner slash as the tiger claw kind of cuts into your side. Yikes. Darvin charges ahead and is immediately double-teamed and... Sliced and bruised. No bruising, just sliced. Just lots of Darwin blood. Seftina turns to the rest of you. Just like, if you leave him to us, none of this has to happen to you. And then Arnis, it's your turn. Hmm. There's two of them. They're on either side of Darwin right now. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. Okay, I think I'm just going to Eldritch Blaster. Unless somebody thinks I should do something bigger here. Not unless you're going to heal Darwin. Oh, right. 
Darvin, should I heal you? Yeah, I'm in. Like I'm down to 18. I do have a lot of my key points, but, you know, down to 18. And once I die, I'm not much good for dying and getting back up again. Okay. Does anybody else need healing? Cyril's taking like 20. But she's still over 100. Okay. Oh, yeah. Pusilla's taking over 30. No. Boo-hoo. Bad Scott. Darn it. Um, in which case, then, I'm going to go ahead and cast Cure Wounds at level 4 mm-hmm. on Darvin. Because 1d8 isn't going to do him any good. That's stupid. So let's up it to 4. Nice. All right. Let's roll uh, some healing. Don't, don't get excited until I roll. Not terribly. Well, that's about as much of a spread as you could ask for. It's 16 plus 5, 21. Hmm. Nice. Thank you. That helps. You're welcome. Okay, anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay. After Arnis is Finnegan. There's only the two of them, right? And the yeah. three of us? Four of us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, going to, oh God, I know we have a bigger fight coming and I just, I'm afraid to use the spell slot right now because I only have four left. So I'm, I'm just going to ray of frost this turn. Okay. Who are you attacking? Mm, The one with the stupid scorpion tail. Ah, okay. That's not cool. Chusilla. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. That hits. Nice. Priscilla's going to get Ray of Frosted. A 13. Ooh, that's some good damage, too. Yeah, not too shabby with that one. Yeah, it's chilly. Whew. Whew. You can <sighs> see the frost extend down the scorpion tail. Little bits of frost on each little segment. And then Cyril's going to press that same attack. Pounce, Cyril, pounce! 19. Oh, that hits two. The first one. Ooh, that's some good damage right there. Uh, let me just double check. The bonus is 10 for the first attack total. 10 damage? Attack. Yeah. Yep. Attack numero dos. Oh, that's much better. That's a 17 on the die. Ooh, so, yeah. That hits. Bam, bam. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, ooh, max damage. 12. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. Good work. Anything else from Cyril? Nope. Okay. That's your turn. Cool. It's back up to Darwin. Okay. We're gonna keep attacking Scorpion okay. person, whose name I forget. Pusilla. Pusilla. P-U-C-I-L-L-A. Pusilla. Okay, first attack. Leg sword. It's mm-hmm. a 17. It's gonna keep hitting. Nice. 13 damage. Ouch. Second leg sword. Another 17. Mm-hmm. All day. Nice. For 10 damage. Okay. She's going to make a quick roll to not fall unconscious from you beating her to death. She succeeds. She crit on her grim pendant check. She's at one. Okay. You can sense the presence of your flesh. We're going to throw a single punch. Okay. I feel like I might need those key points. I don't know what you're talking about. But yes. 26. God, that hits, yeah. And she's save again. So 13 again. Oof, 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 oof. That's a three on the die. 
Darwin, Pusilla, are you killing her or knocking her out? Obligate mortality. I think we're killing her. Okay. D-E-D. Dead. Uh, That was very, very quick work of Pusilla. Is that all, Darwin? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. So Tina sees this. She's a little worried. And then Scott admits that he is dumb, and there is most definitely a monk feature for stunning people. It's just not a class, like, it's not a subclass feature. It's just a monk feature. Stunning class strike. Feature, yeah. Oh, At yeah. fifth level, spend a key point, attempt to stun somebody. So, Darvin, as Seftina turns this bone saw blade against you, that's um, probably what she's going to try to do. So, first thing she's going to do is swing this at you. Ooh, here we go. 18. Yikes. Yes. Okay. She's also going to spend a key point to attempt this stunning strike. So please make a constitution saving throw. Oof. 13. Mm. That's not going to be enough. So this is going to deal 7 slashing damage to you. This saw blade just rakes into your shoulder, and the key flows through it, and you can feel yourself get stunned. Mechanically, what that means is you're incapacitated, can't move, can speak only falteringly. Uh, and you automatically fail strength and dex saving throws. And any attack rolls against you have advantage. You're stunned until the end of her next turn. So it's not a long time, but still some time. Unfortunately, Cyril is right here. So she's going to attempt that same maneuver on Cyril. Otherwise, Darwin, she might just pick you up and run. I don't think she can do it twice in one turn. Why not? Because I don't think you can use two key abilities in the same turn. Mm-hmm. That aren't listed as being able to be used in the same turn. Let's take a look. Let's take a look where we got key. You might be right. I don't know monks as well as uh, people who actually play monks. Yeah, I feel like it's almost always bonus actions. Yeah, well, these aren't on and like, these are just part of the attack. But I don't know how many times you can spend key points in one turn. Hmm. Let's find out. Is stunning strike a class ability? Yeah, it's just at this level you get this. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'm just trying to find where it's listed. Let's see. Can't take more than one bonus action on your turn, of course. Uh... It just says when you hit another creature with a weapon attack, so I guess you could use it every time you hit. Yeah, it does say weapon attack, though, so that doesn't count the unarmed stuff. Which is helpful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Glad we cleared that up. All right, so... Seftina, after stunning Darwin, is going to turn her saw blade against Cyril and attempt to strike her. Maybe not. Does a 13 hit Cyril? No. Okay. What's her AC? 16. Okay. In which case, Seftina is going to use her unarmed attack to kick Darwin with the tiger leg. Going to have advantage on this. It's the only reason she's going after Darwin instead of Cyril. Because Darwin is priority. Um, she crits. There's a 14 and a 20 on the dice. So, Darvin, this tiger claw. Oh, not much damage. Rolled pretty low on that. Nine slashing damage. Nothing you can do to get out of the way as this tiger leg comes in and just scrapes against you. How are you doing health-wise, buddy? Down to 23. Okay, not as bad as I was expecting. She turns to Finn again. Call off your pet and just let me take him. We don't need you. Just him. Oi, 
I think more than likely you're going to end up dead like the rest of your friends here. It might be wiser for you to stand down. We've already gone through several of your companions. We all die sometime. Aye, for you it'll be sooner than others. <laughs> nice. Arnis, it's your turn. Darwin's been stunned, and uh, Pusilla is dead. What do you want to do? He's been s- stunned? It's a condition. Yes. Mechanically stunned. Oh. Is there anything you can do about that? Not unless like not you have... not him, but like me. Only if you have something that ends the stunned condition. Um, he'll be stunned no, until the end of her next turn. So, a full round. No, I, I don't. Okay, then I, I want to... I want an Eldritch Blaster. Aww, so I started some... blasting. Anyway, I started blasting. That's been a running theme lately. All right, blast away. Okay, the low one there is a 21. Oh, then they all hit. Oof. It's not so bad. Could have been worse. What you got? 15 damage. Okay, not bad. Out of 3d10? It's right there in the middle. Literally, literally in the middle. Nice. I said oof because I saw the one first and then I went, oh, mm. and an eight and a six. All right. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> cool. Anything else you'd like to do, Arnis? Nah. Okay. Finnegan, your turn. Finnegan with Cyril in position and as well as the last one went down pretty quickly. Sheaths the standard wand and pulls out the randomized wand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it up. Uh, uses it to cast a spell. And let's just see what it's going to cast. Let's roll this d10. Use it to shoot a ray. Just mechanically ray, speaking, yes. it's not a spell. It's yes, a ray. you're right. Shoot a ray. And it's going to be an innervation ray. So you rolled a five. I rolled a five. All right. Oh, this is a painful one. Jesus. Make a constitution save. All right. Let's see what we got here. Con, 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 Either con, way, con, I'm con, dealing con. some damage. Yeah, get those dice ready. What is that? 8d8 necrotic damage? Mm-hmm. All right. That's a 13, so she fails. Fail. All right, let me do some math here. Mm-hmm. 32. 32 necrotic. 32 necrotic. Holy shit. <sighs> That's a hell of a wand. <laughs> when it hits, it hits well. <laughs> that was a fun one. That was just that was straight damage. It wasn't doing anything fancy. It's just necrotic damage. It hits her, and you can see on her leg, um, you can't see the actual suturing where the tiger leg got attached to her, but you can see the necrosis start to spread down the leg as if that, where it attached, is starting to just decay a little bit more. Because it's like the weakest part of the flesh right there. The closest to death. just mm, it starts turning black down the leg. She wobbles a little bit. Anything else, Finnegan? That's all Finnegan's going to do, but right, Cyril's going to womp on him. Ooh, that's a crit. Okay, that's going to hit. Womp away. 12 damage. 12 damage, all right. Didn't realize Cyril was part wampa. <laughs> uh, number two. Oh, significantly lower. Uh, 17. That still hits, though. Nine damage. Owie. Okay. That hurt quite a bit. Anything else from Cyril? No, that's, that's all she's got. All right. Darvin, it is your turn. However, you are stunned 
And part of that is being incapacitated, which means you can't take actions or reactions. So uh, I'm afraid there's nothing you can do but speak falteringly. If there's, I don't do anything. Okay. No words from Darwin. He is still weakened from Septina's previous blow, which means it's her turn. She's going to take that bone saw to Cyril and try to strike her. We got a stun Cyril here. This ain't working. That's an 11 to hit. Let's try again. That's a 12 to hit. Nope. Oh, four and a five in a row. That leg, that leg, that, oh, that necrotic damage is not doing it for it. All right. So instead, she's just going to rip this leg and just try to boot Cyril in the face. 14. Nope. Ah, these are not good things for her. What is she going to do? What is she going to do? Um, she's going to wrap an arm around Darwin's neck because at the end of her turn, Darwin's no longer going to be stunned. And she's just going to say, back off. He needs to come with me. And it's the end of her turn. And Darwin, you are no longer stunned. You can feel the energy start to flow back through you. Ernest, it's your turn. She's now, she now has a meat shield in the form of Darwin. <sighs> Is there an action after all those sighs? Yeah, I'm just not sure what. And I feel like I want to say something, but I'm also not sure what. So let me ask this. Where is she in the room? Like, and the reason I ask is, I'll just explain why I'm asking, is Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, can I go, well, I guess she can just track me. So never mind. Never mind. Never mind. That's a stupid fucking question. I'm not going to Your group is the only threat in the room. Right. So why wouldn't she just turn to face me? As I move around her. Fuck, what an idiot. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry. Hey, we, we worded it out, put the words out there, and realized that was a dumb question. I'm no dumb. harm, no foul. I figured it out. It's all right. What do I want to do? I mean, if I can still see her, yeah, I could still cast stuff on her, right? Yeah. Theoretically? Yeah. I think... The only reason I keep hesitating is because I have like higher level spell slots, but not many. And so I don't, I'm just not feeling like using them. Because she's not the boss. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, oh. Gotta burn through those lower level spell slots somehow. I really don't want to though. I really don't want to. So I'm, I'm just gonna Eldritch Blast her again. Okay. Go ahead and attack. Okay, the low one there is a 19. They will all hit then. Cool. Oh, oh, that is that that is much better than last time. Okay. Can I get these damages individually, please? Oh, sure. Uh, the first the first one is 9. Okay. The second one is 9. Okay, I need to make a saving throw. <laughs> We're good. And the last one's a five. Okay, need to make another saving throw. It's like, hit her in the exposed part of her leg, hit her in the shoulder. The third one hits her in the head. Next, snaps back. And just, uh, she picks her head back up. Like, almost hard enough to snap her neck, but she's got a little bit of that extra Darwin magic. You said, did she, did she grab him around the neck? Is she holding his arms? No, no, she's not holding his arm. Darwin was stunned when she did that, so she just put an arm around his neck 
Um, okay. Th- it's okay. not really an effective grapple since Darwin's no longer stunned, but it was Is just he, like he, a, a moment of meat shield. Didn't okay, help. so he he's not he's not stunned anymore. Then what I want to no. say is because obviously I don't know where she's got that grim pendant, but I know she's got one clearly, and they traditionally wear them around the neck. I'm gonna say, hey, Darwin, go for the pendant. <laughs> um, that is a good good plan. I mean, it can't work forever, but it's a good plan. Uh, after Aranus, it's it's Finnegan. Hey, Mister Finnegan. I'm going to use another ray. Ray. Which ray? Well, we're going to find out in just a second. I'm going to roll the d10. Mm, a seven. That's a sleep ray. Ooh, that's exciting. That's but hey. Make a wisdom save. No, but could be very helpful right now. Make a wisdom save. Yeah, that, that's that's it. That's the end of the fight if she fails this. Mm-hmm. She crits. <laughs> oh, damn. Not quite going to happen. Oh, well. It was worth a shot. Hits her and she just shrugs it off. Nah. Um, Cyril can't burrow here, right? We've established that. No, you're you're on like the third floor now. She would just fall to the room below. Okie dokie. Well, I'm sorry if this goes awry, Darvin, but Cyril's going to try and womp her. Smack her. I'm going to stop saying womp. Smack her. Whack. Mm. 25 to hit. Thump. 25 definitely hits. She needs to make another constitution saving throw. Just barely, but she got it. And number two. Number two. Is a... 23. Okay, yes, that definitely hits. Let's roll with a different die. That one already rolled high several times, and it's starting to fail me, so... Ooh, that's a seven on the die, so no. Does Cyril want to kill her? Or... Oh, yeah. Okay. No hostages. No, or. no nope. information. Hostages. She's dead. That tail comes a thwacking in, crushes her ribs, and Seftina falls to the ground, holding her side, and then just... Ugh. She's dead. Darvin, you turn around, you look at her body, and it sure doesn't look like she's wearing a pendant around her neck. Don't you have, like, a connection to them? Can't you just, like, feel where it is on her? Don't you have that ability now? Yeah, do I? That grim manipulation, I think, would let, like, if you reached out and you tried to move it, I think you'd be able to tell where it was. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, let me get to grim manipulation. Um, as an action, you can attempt to do this. Um, dead. Is there... Oh, you can spend divine charges to increase their DC. But it doesn't take any charges just to try to do this. So, Darwin, you reach out and attempt to figure out where this pendant of yours is. Much like Malcius, hers is implanted within her. A quick check of Pusilla will reveal the same thing. Did it take charges to make them pop out? Um, no, no. It took brutal force to make them pop out. So you would, you could attempt to pull them out. With divine charges, I think, or you could just do some surgery here on dead bodies. Okay, let's do that then. That's grosser. The surgery? Yeah, I'm all about not using my charges. Okay. What are you using to cut them open with? This room is filled with blades and things, so whatever you want to grab. Yeah, let's not use my sword then, but some adjacent (laughs) just as good thing. 
I'm, better there, thing if there's anything that looks better. There are the equivalent of scalpels in here. Smaller than what she was using, certainly. Mm, that's probably better than a sword. Okay, okay. I don't know if I'm proficient in them, but sorry. You're not worried about the survival of the patient at this point, so a knife's Fruit. a knife. I mean, you could use a dagger if you wanted to, but you find like a scalpel. Blade's only a few inches long. You're able to determine that they both have it implanted on their side, just underneath the ribs. You find the old scarring. Cut that open. Are you just reaching a hand in and grabbing? Oof, I mean, are there surgical gloves or something? Ugh, uh, give, me a, give me a perception check, Darwin. I don't think this is my usual. <laughs> it's a little outside of my normal behavior mm-hmm. perception okay yeah oof that's a six you don't see any surgical gloves man this is not your forte you don't know where they'd be stored oof well i don't like it but i guess i'm reaching a hand in all right you can do this to both of them you reach a hand in got to get in just about wrist deep pull those oof. out <coughs> roadie it's a little bloody as are the pendants Anything else you folks would like to do in this room? We got all the pendants off both of them, right? Yeah, they each only had one. Go. Cool. Can I can I wash my hands? Uh, please, please wash your hands. <laughs> yes. There's there's a couple tubs over there of water. Maybe a slight antiseptic in one of them. But yeah. Great. Anything else? That's it for me. Do we want to go searching the bodies for other things? Do we want to yeah, take that, a that snack nice on them? Judging. What's up? Well, I'm probably washing my hands for like 20 minutes, by the way. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Then, yeah, I want to search them for other stuff, money and whatnot. Okay. Money, definitely. But we'll see about other things. Um, let's get some money going on. Between the two of them. Oh, not very much at all. Between the two of them, five silver, 17 copper. And then as far as other stuff goes... Arnis, high or low? Let's find out what they have on them. Oh, low. Oh, that's an 11 on Pusilla. Do you want to keep low for Seftina? Sure. All right. Hey, there's a 7. So you're going to get something good and something not so good. Woohoo! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on, on Pusilla, you find some notes. These seem to be very shorthand notes. Not in the sense that like she's writing in shorthand, but, you know, a couple words here, a couple words there. No complete sentences. But looking through them, you get things like trial partially successful. Unable to connect with target. Able to connect with others. Strange body, but useful. On Seftina, though, you get a little bit more detail. I don't know if these are her own personal notes, but she does have more of a, a notebook rather than loose leaves. And these notes, I think, shed a little bit more light on the notes from Pusilla, and perhaps the drawing from Cabot. And they say, Attempts to summon with pendants alone have not yielded expected results. The magic is working, but the ingredients aren't enough. We managed to pull an unknown creature from an unknown place. It put up a fight, but was easily killed. Chance of success better with more materials. More pendants. More flesh. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. 
but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.